Hello, and thank you for joining us on Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. Make sure to go over and follow us on Instagram at twosteps.forward and enjoy the episode. What's up, fam? It's your favorite podcasters back here. Um, you guys can just go ahead and go on to sleep because we already got the early worm. Uh, yeah, we are awake at seven. Well, seven seven thirty Central Time right now, but we woke up at six thirty on a summer morning. I woke up earlier. Why you ask? I don't know. Don't worry about it. Anyways, we're here. <laughs> what? We're doing this for you guys, so welcome back. Um, yeah, today we're going to talk about stuff and things. Which was the original name of this podcast, was it not? <laughs> it like, was. That was the original, oh. yeah. The nostalgia, bro. Oh, man. Oh, man. What was it? The show about stuff and things where we talk about stuff and things. Let's yep. just say I'm really glad that's not our title anymore. Yeah. I think I think it's improved slightly, but it's improved. I mean, it's much longer now. At the very least, it's much longer. Yeah, now it's not as memorable, but you know. I was gonna say that was a really good tagline. Longer, stuff and things. The show where we talk about stuff better. and things. Longer is true. Better. Maybe we'll have a segment called "Stuff and Things." Yes, that's what we'll have to do. Yeah, that's what. Today's now we're getting ideas. Yeah, no. Th- okay, sure. Today's segment is stuff and things. Today we're going to be talking about um, what our churches have been like, just being back home, being at our different churches that we're at at school, except for Reese still goes to the same church. Um, but we're going to be just talking about how we're being like spiritually fed and growing over the summer. And then we have a fun little segment we're going to introduce at the end that I won't give away too much right now. But let's just say by the end, you are going to be intellectually enlightened. You are going to go away much smarter. You're going to be like the candy, the smarty. It's going to be very fun. You can stop um, now. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel <laughs> like you've overhyped. Rapidly. You've, you've I, overhyped what we are actually doing, which is just being stupid for an extra 10 minutes. That's what's really going to occur. It's oh, going to be fun, though. Well, You're going to enjoy it. That's like disapproval. You're like, we're going to have to be stupid. There's a middle ground, Reese, between me and you, and that's where Landry comes in. There is an essential beauty. No, you're the middle ground between that's me and true. Reed. That's true. What am I talking yeah, about? Anyway. Opposites. Anyway, what we're going to be talking about now is just, just the church and how we've been, over the summer, been growing, and just some thoughts on how, how that's going. So I want to kick this off with the question, what ways have you been growing over the summer? I want to hear from both you guys, um, anything that's come into your mind and specifically what ways are you, have you been growing in relation to things you've been listening to at church and people you've been around? So mm-hmm. I'll kick that off. Whoever wants to answer that first, go for it. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to take this. Um, obviously, um, we'd mentioned this in previous episodes on the podcast, but I am the worship resident at a church down in Illinois. Uh, so I get up at 3 a.m. every single Sunday to drive down there. Um, woohoo. Um, but, uh, up in Illinois, huh? You said down in Illinois down. Yes, it is down for me. It's up for me. Yeah, I know, but it's down for me. 
I'm not I'm not explaining it from your perspective because I experience it from my perspective. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, so for me it's down in Illinois. For Landry, it's up as we've just taken an extra 30 seconds to explain. Um uh but so that's where um I do church. That's where I yes, I do church there. Um but one of the things that uh I found is uh, the biggest place of growth for me. Um, And a lot of that's just the nature of my position there, but a lot of my growth has been, I feel, um, in leadership and teaching, simply because that's the area where I've needed to grow in order to fill my position. Um, And it's been very, um, it's been very cool for me just to see all the places where the Lord is reinforcing um, just the concept that I, um, I believe he's got a calling for me in um, teaching to some extent in leadership. Um, there was one point in time where I heard people like use the word teacher or suggest I teach or do something like that to describe me within like four days. Um, so that's been really cool. Just seeing God, you know, give me a very clear vision, a very clear calling um, in that. Um, and then obviously I think we mentioned this, but uh, the campus officially did our public launch, which is super awesome. And our attendance has actually been up, which means we're growing, which is super cool um, because that's the whole point of a church plant is to bring new people to Christ and uh, we're doing it, which is awesome. Good. Y'all do baptisms. I think we have one scheduled soon. The last baptism was Easter, which was our last weekend with our main campus. So we've only been, it's been, I think, nine weeks since we've had a baptism. And most churches do baptisms like every, usually every four or every six months or something like that. It all depends on the size of the church. But I imagine, Uh I know we have a baptismal because we were given one. So, yeah. (laughs) That is usually a good sign. Yeah. I mean, if not, we would find a way because absolutely, you know, it's something we believe to be important. So, yeah, but no, that's how I've been uh, growing and seeing the Lord um, over the summer. Uh, Landry, how about you? Yeah, dude, for me, it's kind of been, it's been cool because it's been different. Like this summer since I've been home, like this has been my first summer that I've kind of been disconnected from everything that I was connected to in the past, whether that's church, community, serving in church, being involved there, uh, even just friendships and relationships that I had in high school. This is my first summer back as a college kid. So it's like all of those ties are not there anymore necessarily, uh, but all the places and people are still there. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. But the Lord has been good to really give me plenty of resources and outlets in a bunch of different areas that are new because of the fact that it's different. So for example, I'm still getting fed at my home church. I'm not getting to serve as much as I wanted to, but that's just because it's hard to get me back in the rotation after I've been out for a year. Yeah, no Um, kidding. So coming up in the next few weeks, I do have some opportunities that I'm serving in worship 
specifically leading worship for the young adults ministry um, that goes over the summer through July. So I'm going to be able to lead for that. I'm leading for one uh, one night at my home church that is for like the recovery ministry. Um, but other than that, I'm not really getting to serve uh, in the church, which is okay because I'm still getting to learn and grow and be fed. So, um, yeah, weekend services, I'm still being fed. Um, our lead teaching pastor is an incredible um, speaker and minister. So I've been learning under him. <clears throat> it's been super transformative. But then another really fundamental um, outlet for me this summer has been the porch, which I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's uh, the Young Adults Ministry for Watermark Church down here. Um, it's It started down here, but they're hoping to expand and really reach out to more young adults around the country. So they already have a few virtual locations in different states. And so I might even try connecting with them to start a, a location up in Chicago for Moody students and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see where that goes. But that's been an incredibly transformative um, element to my spiritual growth this summer too. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been like a couple of friendships that have grown stronger over the semester. Um, and then for me also, it's been working so I'll say this really quick, and then we can move on. But um, there's been some really cool opportunities at work, actually. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I work as a retail associate at Vans. Uh, and I actually just got a job at American Eagle, too. But I'm talking about Vans right now. Uh, clearly, there's unbelievers in that workplace. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, It's been really cool to actually have some spiritual conversations with them and gospel conversations with them uh, recently that have been super encouraging to me, but also, I mean, I hope to them, it seems like it's been encouraging to them, but just for me to learn more about who I am, learn more about unbelievers, learn how they view the world, how they view believers, actually. Yeah, Um, no kidding. And... I think it's been really encouraging for them. There was no um, conversions through those conversations or like people really um, coming to Christ and repenting and and believing and all of that. But there was a lot of uh, planting seeds. There was a lot of passing seeds and testing the soil and a lot that we read about um, as Jesus commands us to evangelize. So that's been that's been really fruitful too. Um, yeah, so I'm just no excited to see how that continues. Yeah, that's, yeah awesome. that's been my update over the summer. Yeah, Luke, how about you? That's great. Yeah, it's been really good. Um, a lot of change. I would say if there's one thing that's really, I feel like, characterized this summer, it's been just coming back from college and, you know, you kind of ex- expect everything to be very similar. And in some ways it is, but specifically around my church, there's just a lot of change. My music director is going to be heading down to, I think, South Carolina. Oh, and so really? he's moving on. And so we had an awesome hymn sing last week to just commemorate and just worship before he yeah. left. 
And so that was such an amazing time, but also such a sad time because we've done so much over the past six years together. And he's really invested in my life and taught me so much about what it means to be a worshiper of Christ. And again, our church is more from a hymnic background. And so just such a sweet time of yeah, these last couple of weeks with him have been really good. And then like we have a newer associate pastor and some other new things that are going on at our church. So very exciting things. I'm getting some opportunities to help out with the youth as well, which is awesome. I'm going to be leading worship for them tonight. And I'm really excited to just invest in them. I really want to see that grow and get a number of the youth together to do worship of their own and have the youth up there leading. So that's something I'm going to try to kickstart over this summer. And I have some other things like that. But yeah, this has just been a great summer of change. Yes, but also but also growth. Um, So that brings me to my next question. And that is what challenges have you been facing over the summer in regards to church, in regards to um, your body of worship? It could be ways in which the preacher is challenging you um, or different people that you're in communion with there challenging you to live and grow. But what are some ways you've been challenged over the summer? I mean, um, for me, one of the biggest things has been balancing all the different schedules. So, like, obviously, I've got my position as the worship resident at um, Mission, but that's not what I do full time. Full time, I work at a camp. Um, and so finding time to be able to actually still have all the uh, calls and meetings that I need to have while I'm working at camp, you know, what uh, finding ways to interweave those into my day at camp so that I can actually do my position as the worship resident um, while still working at the camp and getting all that to smush together and actually work um, has honestly been my biggest challenge. Um, yeah, just finding the new summer rhythm, um, which is always difficult. And it's just been, you know, like it's just, been particularly difficult this summer because it's just different elements have slowly been being added and i'm just now discovering the places where they overlap and cross and now i've got to adjust for that and find new ways to get it to work um mm. but scheduling has never been my strong suit so it's it's it doesn't work well when you do it all in your head i've found um <laughs> yeah no so that's that's my big thing it's just finding time it's literally like uh for those who are listeners and art students at moody one of the things that um uh, if you ever have dr eric redmond for one of your old testament or new testament survey classes uh, he always starts the year off by having you find someone in the classroom and then give them something that they can pray for for you and every single semester i had a class with him the answer to that was time management because i stink at time management i'm horrible with it now i do i'm a huge hypocrite because i also remember remind people how important time management is and then i fail and i'm late to something um so yeah no but that's always my big thing is time management landry um i think it's probably been uh trying to get my schedule busy has been the challenge Hmm. as hard as having a a busy schedule in the summer is it's necessary yeah at least if you're in my situation where 
you know, I'm trying to get through school without starting loans. I'm trying to, you know, do all this stuff and invest in my photography business, all of these things. And so in order to do that, you need money. In order to have money, you need to work. And I am here home for, I don't know, what was it, two two months-ish? Yeah. And give or take a few weeks uh, with essentially nothing to do. So I'm trying to work as much as I can. And so I knew this summer I would be okay not sleeping. I would be okay just like working every single day, all day, getting as many hours as I can squeezed in. And that's actually not as easy as you'd think. Like you'd think it'd be easy to get work, but hard to manage work. Yeah, it's hard to manage work, but it's actually really hard to get work. Um, and it's been easier with COVID, more opportunities have opened up, but I'm essentially working four jobs right now, Shoot. but none of them are full-time. They're all just like scattered around different times, just popping in and out. And so that part is really frustrating for me because one, it's hard to keep track of when I'm working, which job, but it's also hard to just like get hours. I'm just trying everything I can to, to, to work. And so that part has been something completely out of left field. I did not expect it would be this hard to like get consistent work. Um, it's happening like by God's grace, like I'm getting work. He is providing, but it's just very interesting. It's kind of awkward the way that work is happening this summer. Like I got, so I'm working at Vans and I'm working at American Eagle now. Those are two retail jobs at part-time. So I'm working anywhere from, like 15 to 20 hours a week at each. And then I'm also doing, I don't know if I've said this in a previous episode, but I'm doing weddings. So as an independent photographer, videographer, I do a wedding business. So I did a wedding two Saturdays ago, last Saturday and this Saturday. So three Saturdays in a row I've had a wedding, um, which actually, Actually, I don't know if Sabrina Masters listens to this podcast, but the wedding I have this weekend is for another Moody student that lives down here in Texas near me. So that's pretty fun. Let's go. But, uh, then I have another wedding in August, and I work as a production assistant for a film company down here that you know my family has connections with. So a bunch of random stuff happening all over the place. It's not as hard to schedule it necessarily as it is to just like work you know so that's where i am yeah. do you want to plug your website and all that because like now's the time Ooh. Do I what shameless plug. plug yeah shameless plug yourself dude you just what? dropped all this information about how you do weddings shameless plug drop your website all this stuff what does shameless plug mean <laughs> okay welcome to reese explains common american idioms to landry um Wait, so whoa. hold on whoa <laughs> <laughs> that was a little far-fetched a, a little too extreme there but so so shameless plug is basically where you drop your website your instagram handle all this stuff and you're like i don't care if i'm d- taking all your attention or like distracting from what you like if you don't want to be listening to this i'm still going to shamelessly plug all of my information right in here aren't all plugs shameless if we're not on- necessarily not necessarily. If I ever tried to plug myself, I would be very ashamed. I hate plugging stuff. All right, well, you all know my name. It's Landry Wilson. Slap a photography at the end of that. 
com. That's where I'm at. Same thing with your uh, Instagram, right? It's at yeah, Instagram is Landry Wilson underscore photography. I also got a music Instagram called I'm Landry Wilson because, well, I'm Landry Wilson. So fascinating. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Vimeo's the same thing, guys. I'm an open book. I'm easy to read. It's super simple. Landry Wilson photography, pretty much any platform. Vimeo, if you want to go watch my weddings, that's on Vimeo. Are you on MySpace? That's my question. No, I'm on oh. Slate Digital. And Splice, okay. I got some ASMR. Dang. All right, Luke, what about you? Challenges, all the stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's, I really like what both of you guys said. I think my challenge, really, I really resonate with what you said, um, Reese, about time management, especially that's something that I've been challenged in by my pastor and everything and different speakers that have come into our church as well is just really being, really managing my time, reading through the mm. Proverbs and reading about just how important that is to really just take our time into account and realizing that our days on this earth are numbered. And yeah. so, yeah, that's something that's that I've always struggled with as well. You know, I, I tend to get things done on time, but it tends to be in the last 10 seconds of on time and so <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting and so that's that's what i've been working on that's what i've been working toward and slowly but surely i've been getting better at but yes scheduling yeah. is important scheduling is very good and so my thing is i end up writing out this big schedule and don't end up getting to it so i'm kind of getting that yeah. balance but that's, that's when you start making a to-do list instead like this is no longer a schedule it's just this has to happen at some point yep. maybe <laughs> yep. hopefully yeah but yeah so those are the questions i have i'm gonna turn it over to landry to head up our next segment which i am stoked about that's right I we're a segmented show guys we are finally so today we are going to be discussing and conversing on the topic of facts that will blow your mind. I'm not going to make the brain exploding sound. I know the I know you two did, but I'm not going to. <laughs> there's there's our group dynamic for you. Yep. <laughs> yep. I do something, Luke laughs and follows along with it, and Reese is just like, nope. What the heck? Except I did yep. the brain exploding first. That was a weird yeah. reversal. Yeah. But, All right. So who who wants to start us off with the first weird fact? I've got a couple stacked up, but I know you two guys have hey, some really good guys ones. No, this is not in the questions. But when he just said reversal, I just realized that the word reversal is in controversial. So is controversy like somehow some form of like reversing something? No, the word reversal is not in controversial. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Uh, you have to add a couple letters Kant, at the end in order to. Kant, it's Kant and reversal. Kant's reversal. No, it's controversial. There's the no words the same. In controversy. It's not controversial, it's controversial. There's no SH. It's not an SH, it's an S I A L. Guys, did you know that McDonald's wants <laughs> Okay, sure, Landry. Let's start us off with the first one. 
Are you ready? Yes. McDonald's once made bubblegum-flavored bubble broccoli. Okay, this is ridiculous. No. Why would you? That's no. so... This is so dumb. I do not understand why you would do this. Because, uh, like, I I would expect to eat broccoli and have it taste like broccoli. If it tastes like bubblegum, I'm going to dislike it more. Well, so Can you imagine being like a parent and being like, yo, little Cindy, you need to eat your broccoli. And she's like, I don't want to eat it. And be like, it tastes like bubblegum. And then they actually eat it and it tastes like bubblegum. And then they're like, I can trust my parents now. Yeah, until they eat normal broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the worst betrayal ever. Exactly. They can't trust their parents because <laughs> the appearance and the taste do not match up. That's oh, what man. this says. So it says, and that's what happened with the kids. They thought it would uh, make the kids more appealed with eating broccoli, but it actually had the opposite effect. It says, and unsurprisingly, the attempt to get kids to eat healthier didn't go over well with the child testers who were confused by the taste. See, the funny thing is I have a lot of vegan friends and they have um, broccoli flavored bubble gum. So it's kind of the opposite. What? You <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. This is the same problem. <laughs> oh, so you can make any kind of flavor of bubble gum because none of it's the real flavor anyways. It's just extract that's true that's true okay reese do you have a good um okay uh this one's kind of uh this one's gonna make you go um okay i have a problem until i explain it uh pringles aren't actually potato chips okay so the the reason for this obviously the automatic reaction is well what are they now what have i been eating um you're still eating potato they're just potato flakes that are compressed into a par- into a paraboloid, which I think is uh, I think it's interesting simply because like they were like, well, we can't get this actual shape with a normal potato. We just gotta force it. We gotta break it down and force it into the shape. But that's basically what that's what Pringles are. Landry, you froze. Why is that such a Reese fact? It's, everything's a Reese fact. If it's a fact, it's a Reese fact. <laughs> Not inherently. <laughs> Me and Luke didn't freeze. You're the one that froze. Did I? Oh. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, doesn't matter because my computer's the one recording the sound, so it'll sound normal on mine, maybe. Who knows? Sweet. Well, for all of you that are traveling, I know I'm traveling tomorrow morning. Um, I'm going to get up early and fly down to Colorado. This is for you, all you people who don't want to have to check bags in 2012 a man wore 60 shirts nine pairs of jeans and an 11 and a half hour flight from china to africa okay is this me freezing or is this everybody else freezing (laughs) okay now we didn't freeze okay i froze I was just trying to figure out. What? Huh? I'm so confused. Okay, say oh, the fact man. again because I didn't hear it. All right, I'll cut it in. Don't worry. So, for all of you guys who are um, going on planes, flying, I'm going to Colorado tomorrow. 
And in 2012, a man wore 60 shirts and nine pairs of jeans on an 11 and a half hour flight from China to Africa because he didn't want to pay the extra baggage fee. This sounds terrible. 11 and a half hours wearing 17 other people's clothes, basically. That's just you're wearing the clothes for 17 people. This is a terrible experience. Why would you do this to yourself? He wore 60 shirts, though. Like, could you imagine and how much you could get away with? You wouldn't have to pack, like, a whole extra piece of luggage. I want to know how long he's going to be in Africa. <laughs> I want to know how long it took him to get to that point in order to go through the TSA like, and all that. That sounds like the start of a riddle or something. A man gets on a plane wearing 60 shirts. <laughs> no, that's not a riddle. That is one of those math problems where someone does something ridiculous, like buys 17 watermelons or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That is, that is uh, interesting. I've got one. Um, playing the accordion was once required for teachers in North Korea. Yes. So apparently... Like, this is going to sound terrible, but I didn't even think that, like, North Korean music incorporated accordion. Apparently. Hillbillies down there. So it says the most popular instrument in North Korea is the accordion. I don't know whether this fact is true. I I think of, like, Latin or Spanish music and then Italian. Yeah, see, I totally agree. I don't, I don't, I, I have trouble believing that this website is actually telling me the truth. Maybe I misread the title and this is just 175 made-up facts or something. Or facts like you thought you didn't know. Wait. But, a, but uh, apparently it's because the accordion is a portable way to sort of play the piano. I don't know. That's, that's basically what the ex- explanation is. That's a little sus. Yeah, see, that's my thought. I'd love to find out that that's true, though, because that makes it even funnier. Yo, check this one out. Some fun guy creates zombies. Yes. controls their minds. I love this. I've read about this. It is my no, favorite wait, thing. Dude. Let me let me read this. Y'all y'all are like y'all are tripping right now. Y'all are like nah, you're 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 crazy, bro. This ain't right. It actually is the tropical fungus. Oh gosh. Ophiocordyceps infects ants' central nervous systems. By the time the fungi has been in the insect's body for nine days, they have complete control over the host's movements. They force the ant to climb trees, then convulse and fall into the cool, moist soil below where the fungi thrive. Once there, the fungus waits until exactly solar noon to force the ant to bite a leaf and kill it. Huh. No way, dude. Yep. I That's this actually is dope. This is my favorite single like of all the fungi, this is my favorite one to study because it is so like creepy and it is awesome. Dang. Hmm. Luke, you got In one? Switzerland, you can hire a clown to stalk your kid and smash a cake into their face on their birthday. That is terrifying. Switzerland? What did you say? Switzerland. Switzerland. You can hire a clown to I mean, smash. That makes sense, though, because Switzerland, sw- people in Switzerland have nothing else to do with their money. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
sorry to all of our listeners in Switzerland. I know we don't have so many in Switzerland. (laughs) No, we don't have any listeners in Switzerland. I think we have one in Canada. I can I can check these things. Analytics. Well, if you're listening and you're in Switzerland and this is like years later, no harm against you. We totally support you buying a clown to smash cake in your kid's face. Imagine the amount of trauma in that child's life. Not only do they have a fear of clowns, which they probably had before this, but now they have an immense fear of clowns, a fear of being stalked, a fear of cake, a fear of being uh, attacked. <laughs> that like, is... this, this is a serious issue of uh, child abuse. That re- like legitimately though, like if you take it just a second to think about this, a, ch- a parent who did not know their child had a fear of clowns would straight up be hiring their child's fear to chase them. That's that's a serious problem. Like that's terrible. But like I said, Switz don't have anything else to do with their money. <laughs> oh my word. You know how much money it costs to live in Switzerland? I, I don't. One of the, I think let me look this up so I don't get this wrong. It's one of the most expensive places in the world to live. Okay, while well, you're looking that up. Uh the Chinese police use geese squads. What? They so uh, this is literally what it says. You've heard of police dogs, but police geese? As of 2013, 12 police stations in rural areas of China have begun using geese as sentries. No way! I want police geese. Yeah, they are alert animals, as you probably know, uh, can create lots of noise and commotion, which creative Chinese law enforcement officers are taking advantage of. I, this is, this is both, this is something I imagine I would find in a Dungeons and Dragons session. Legitimately, like just, oh yeah, the police, the police here are geese. What? Yeah, they're geese. Okay. Along those lines, cows moo with regional aspects, not aspects, what is it? Cows moo with regional accents, that's what I meant to say. Interesting. You know, goats do the same thing. That was the same as... Yeah, so goats goats do the same thing. Either that or I'm misremembering that it was cows, but I'm pretty sure I remember it being goats. Um, They just straight up, like, do not understand goats from other countries. I don't know who determined this. Same with geese, huh? Perhaps we'll we'll bring in the Chinese geese police force, and then they'll try to boss around the geese here, and the geese will ignore oh them because God. they can't understand geese. them. They're just like speaking to them. They're like, I don't speak Chinese. You gotta, you gotta try this again. So if the if if goose is single and geese is plural. Then moose should be meese, right? No, and here's why. Uh, they come from different languages, and so they are treated differently when it comes to pluralization. Even though they're sounded or they're pronounced and spelled the same way. Yeah, so they come from different languages. If I'm not mistaken, um, moose comes from a Native American language. Um, and geese comes from something in Europe, I think. 
Um, and I so love how they you know this. And so they, I discovered, I read this fact like maybe a week ago. Um, but so they're, they pluralize differently because they come from different languages, which is one of the things that's always bothered me. So Switzerland is tied in a three-way tie for first place as the most expensive city to live in in the world. Hmm. It's Switzerland, France, Paris, France. So Zurich, Switzerland is the city. But uh, Zurich, Paris, and Hong Kong, China, are tied three-way for the most expensive places to live in the world. Interesting. But rent alone for Switzerland is $2,200. Dang. Okay. Uh, So this is uh, a very interesting one. A tick bite can make you allergic to red meat. So uh, apparently some people who get bitten by it, specifically this tick called the Lone Star Tick, can develop a sudden allergy to red meat. Um, no. Could you imagine you just got like bitten by a tick after a long hike, and then you go in to get that sirloin steak? You sit down and you learn no more steak. Steak is no bueno for you. Yeah. Apparently, sometimes it goes away, but for some people, it is just you straight up permanently allergic to red meat. You're only going to be having... I don't even know, like gum flavored broccoli from now on. This is sad. <laughs> oh my word. Let me just say if that ever happened to me, I would be a different person. Vegan Landry would be a different person. I or would just no red meat. Joyful, nor happy, nor excited to wake up in the morning. <laughs> you would not be awake for this podcast right now. You don't understand. If you take steak and barbecue away from a Texan, they don't know their identity. Oh, that's true. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh-huh. Go. No, go for it. I was saying we should probably just do two or three more, and then we All should right. wrap it up. Uh, so pigs are constitutionally protected in Florida. So apparently... Um, the Constitution of the state of Florida guarantees the right to privacy, freedom of speech, and the right of pregnant pigs to be free from cages. <laughs> okay. This legitimately is still active. Huh. So uh, apparently it was, there was, unlike, uh, so it says, unlike many crazy or outdated laws, this amendment is recent, passed in 2002. So that's like this is still active. Let's see. Anybody got anything else? Otherwise I'm gonna keep looking for stuff. Yeah. Seven percent of church going Americans pray to God about finding a good parking spot. How do they find like how do they know that percentage? They just go around I mean, asking people? Uh well probably. no, it's probably a mass survey. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. That is hilarious, but also it makes a lot of sense. It's it's an important thing to to pray about, you know? Yeah. Armadillo shells are bulletproof. 
I'm sorry, what? Armadillo shells are bulletproof. Do you know what an armadillo is? I know you probably. Oh no, I'm I'm aware of what an armadillo is. Y'all have those? No, we don't have them, but I know what they are. Oh yeah, they're bulletproof apparently. Guy. In fact, one Texas man. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Way to represent. One Texas man was hospitalized when a bullet he shot at an armadillo ricocheted off the animal and hit him in the jaw. What? <laughs> Yo! How epic! Yo, That's another thing that sounds like it's out of a D&D campaign. Yo, this dude, like, try me. Like, you won't shoot some armadillos, like... Oh, my word! I'm Captain America. In Let's... 2014, a, pe- a pair of underpants donated by the mayor of Brussels was stolen from the Brussels Underpants Museum. Sorry, a Brussels Underpants Museum? They had a whole museum dedicated to underwear? <laughs> Evidently. Oh my gosh. What? So those of us that are listening to the podcast from Chicago, as much as you guys want to dispute this topic, here's the truth for you. Bottom line. Windy City has nothing to do with Chicago's weather. That's true. It was one of the random facts that some of us might have already known. Some of us might not have. Chicago's nickname was coined by 19th century journalists who were referring to the fact that its residents were windbags and full of hot air, as they called it. Yep. So the pride and joy of the Windy City is actually an insult. Exactly. (laughs) It literally is. Fascinating. I got one more that you guys will never believe. I also have one more that is very ironic, so go. Firefighters use wetting agents to make water wetter. What? In fighting fires and stuff. Okay, okay. Wetting agents to make water more wet. That I don't understand how that works, but I believe it. Let me explain it it to you, Reese, just because you need the the factual explanation. (laughs) The scientific element... The chemicals that they use reduce the surface tension of plain water, so it's easier to spread and soak into objects, which mm. is why it's known as wet water. Interesting. So, right, so you want to wrap us up? Last one, Reese? Yeah, sure, but I do have... So, so I just want to clarify. Does that mean that in the whole is water wet argument, the answer is yes, but not enough? No. <laughs> Water like is that. Not wet, and I will, I will die on that hill. Oh my! Um, all right, because last. Essentially, fact. that fact is using oh the wrong no. terminology, the scientific terminology for water being wet, because water is not wet. Water makes other things wet. So it's saying that it makes water wetter doesn't make any sense. Essentially, it should be saying it makes water dispersible, more dispersible, more. Actually, it makes it. It makes it less. Uh, uh, less cohesive is what oh, that no. would be. Right, be- less cohesive because there's less surface tension. Right, yeah, it breaks down the surface tension so it doesn't <clears> stick to so itself as much. The term wet, I believe, is the false term. It's an improper term to use there. Interesting. All right, last fact. Uh, the patent for the fire hydrant was lost in a fire. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, uh, the iron, let's go. That is the best. Uh, 
So the the patent is credited to uh, Frederick Graff Sr., um, who was the chief engineer for the Philadelphia Waterworks during the early 1800s. But the patent was destroyed when the patent office in Washington, D.C. burned down in 1836. So uh, let's see, after 100 years, retire fi- retired fighter fighter George Sigalakis uh, reinvented the fire, reinvented the hydrant after they had been failing to work in too many critical emergencies. I just thought that is that is such fabulous irony. That is brilliant. That is poetic irony at its finest. Oh, yeah. man. That, awesome. Yeah. You don't get well, much thank more you. ironic than that. Yeah, no. <clears throat> oh, man. Well, thank you so much, guys. Yeah. This is a great episode, a little bit more disconnected than normal, but I also bit. think it was it was fun, and it was for all of us who, you know, since we woke up super early, this was a good change of pace, so. Yeah. Let us know any suggestions for upcoming podcasts. We have some really cool ideas for the fall. Yeah. With that, peace. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us on Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. Be sure to join us next week. We have new episodes dropping every Saturday at 12 p.m. Central Time.